Hi, my name is Danny, and I am a horticulturalist. Welcome to my little podcast, Leaves, Stems and Roots. Minis. Mini episode. Number six, Joyce Winifred Vickery, 1908 to 1979. In these mini episodes, I will be discussing Australian women in horticulture. This is not a political podcast, however, as I will be talking about the first women in my industry, politics will be discussed briefly. All media pertaining to these episodes will be cited in the show notes. Quote, Carl Linnaeus, if a tree dies, plant another in its place. Most unusual that I don't find a quote from the actual person I'm talking about. I researched for hours, literally and the only one I could find was when she was a little girl and she spoke how she never wanted a man. So the irony that I use a quote by a man seems odd, I know, but as we delve into this wonderful woman's life, I think you'll understand. Joyce Winifred Vickery was born in Strathfield, Sydney, on the 15th of December 1908. She was born to George Begg Vickery, a merchant, and his wife Elizabeth Alice Adeline, Nee Rosbach. She was the youngest of four. Her father was an amateur microscopist and was a member of the Royal Society of New South Wales. Fun fact, this society is one of the oldest of its kind in this country. It was first established on the 27th of June in 1821. Okay, this may not be a fun fact for all, but remember Australia is a relatively young country. It's nice to know we keep some traditions alive. Having said this, I have no idea what they do, but as an organisation still running, there are possibly not many skeletons in their closet. Ebenezer, what a fantastic name, Vickery, who was a member of New South Wales, was her grandfather, although she never met him as he passed away in 1906. Joyce studied at the Methodist Ladies College in Burwood, New South Wales, and the University of Sydney, gaining a Bachelor of Science in 1931, her Master's in Science in 1933, and her Doctorate in 1959. In 1931, she was a demonstrator in botany, held a senior research scholarship from 1931 to 1936, joined the Linnean in 1930, another fun fact. It is a society of Linnean Society of London. I apologise for my pronunciation. (laughs) This was a wee bit older than the first society we were talking about. It has run from 1788. And why would our Joyce want to be a part of this society? Heck, I want to join. This is a society which was named after Carl Linnaeus. Yes, the dude I used a quote from. And who is he when he is at home? Hold your horses, I'm getting to that. He had the first collection of plants, fish and animals and was instrumental in taxonomy of these species. I've spoken about taxonomy in previous episodes, but for those who can't remember or just want a refresher, definition time. Taxonomy is the science of naming, describing and classifying organisms and including all plants, animals and microorganisms of the world. I could go on and on about this topic, but we'll desist at this moment in time. Joyce Vickery was also a part of the Royal Societies of New 
South Wales in 1935. In 1930, she was the founder and president of the Sydney University Biology Society. She was friends with a fellow student, Lillian Ross Fraser, who studied agriculture, and they would go on adventures together, exploring the Upper Williams River and Barrington Tops. The two would write a series of papers in pioneering ecology after this. She was appointed the post of assistant botanist at the National Herbarium of New South Wales after negotiating her pay. She had been offered £188 per year. However, she argued she should be paid in reflection of her qualifications. So she was then offered and accepted the posting for £251. Moral of this story, always fight for your rights. Yes, after this she was integral in long-running battles with the Public Service Board over equal pay. I told you this woman was awesome. In 1937 to 1938, she spent a year, which she largely self-funded, at the Royal Botanic Gardens, Kew, London, to revive in taxonomic research. She believed this was the systematic fundamentals of botany. I totally agree. It's quite fascinating and there are many links I will share in the show notes about this. When she returned to Australia, she trained a new generation of professional systematists. She was the editor to Robert Anderson's journal, Contributions from the New South Wales National Herbarium. Robert Anderson was chief botanist of the National Herbarium of New South Wales. His taxonomic research was mainly in the field of Chenopodiaceae, which are salt bushes. Apparently, it was Joyce's idea to publish this journal. As World War II hit, she joined the National Emergency Services as an ambulance driver. Joyce's main study was grasses. This could be painstakingly detailed work. Graminea was notoriously difficult to classify. However, her work was often described as meticulous and characterised by fine attention to detail. Her methods were conservative, but she was always open and respected for new theoretical and technical approaches. Joyce Vickery often worked in her own time identifying specimens for a wide range of clients at the herbarium, including forensic investigations. Her work led to the conviction of Stephen Leslie Bradley in 1961 for the kidnapping and murder of 11-year-old Graham Thorne after his family's address was splashed in newspapers after they had won the lottery. She identified plant material on the suspect's car and clothing. If you want to hear more on this case, it's on Case File Episode 75. She helped with the reconstruction of the herbarium as a modern scientific research institution. She did this to raise standards and to organise and extend its library and specimen collections. She also was the one to initiate and edit its publications, including a new flora of New South Wales. She was also very conscious of the need of conservation, supporting, I will apologise already for this pronunciation, Mogamaris Sanctuary, the Allura Bushland Reserve and campaigned in the 1960s for the preservation of the fragility of Kosciuszko State Park. From this at her own expense, she wrote an extensive report on grazing and erosion. She received her doctorate in science in 1959 for her expansive research on the genus Poa. 
also known as grasses. She was appointed member of the Order of the British Empire in 1962 and awarded the W.B. Clark Medal by the Royal Society in 1964. That same year, she was appointed senior botanist. She retired in 1968, but continued her research and continued her work, not at the herbarium proper, but in an annex on the sidelines. So she wasn't actually in the public eye, if you like. However, um, she really enjoyed this and helped the younger generation also. Joyce Vickery never married, declaring in childhood she didn't want any man hanging on her coattails. She was reserved and formal and conservative in her values. It is said she had a great sense of humour, was tolerant of others and was an independent thinker. I find it odd that this statement is usually reserved to the women of this era. She was also said to be blunt and outspoken, which definitely shows in her fight for better pay. She died of cancer on the 29th of May in 1979. The Linnean Society, which benefited greatly from her generosity, named its research fund after her. So many amazing women. Thanks for letting me talk to you about them. If you know of other women who have done wonderful things for horticulture, gardening, etc., please let me know, either in the Facebook group or through my website, stemsleevesandroots.com, or send me an email through stemsleevesroots at gmail.com. Until next time, my dear leaflets, toodaloo. All media pertaining to this episode will be in the show notes. Please follow through Instagram and we now have a Facebook group. Please remember to rate and review and remember to pull up your plants so we can get dirty. Blop, blop.